This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB. Mark, uh, Mark, we had a really big ice roll. He wasn't feeling well yesterday, and uh, he worked his way through practice, but he's not feeling well, so we sent him home. Uh, Morgan Barron is not feeling well either, so uh, he was supposed to play tonight. He's not going to play. We don't want to put him on the plane with everybody. Um, so you see Gabe out there and Casey, they're feeling a little bit better today, so they're back on the ice. Dick took the day off because he's still not uh, feeling 100%, so... Uh, there we are, and we don't know what we're going to look like when we get off that plane today. So we're bringing an extra forward and an extra defenseman because we this thing uh, seems to pop up pretty quickly, and we might get off that plane and have a few more guys under the weather. So we look at it as there's absolutely nothing we can do, totally out of our control, and our job is to find solutions, not so excuses. So uh, we'll do the, we're going to do what we can. The guys who again, some guys are going to get another game that weren't supposed to get another game. They're going to play tonight, and but. That's that's the reality of the situation we're in, and we're we're going to make the best of it. Head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, Rick Bonus, Mark Scheifele out, Morgan Barron out, joining Kyle Connor, Gabe Velarde, who are dealing with illness, Nate Schmidt uh, dealing with a with a with a lower body injury, Nick Ehlers continuing issues with back spasms. I mean, the chances of him playing even on Thursday. Um, against Ottawa are, are starting to shrink, Jim. Um, well, I think bonus reference that in another yeah. clip too that might not be able to play. Um, tonight's game, the way Mark Shifley on the ice this morning went over to Coach Rick Bonus, said a few things, and then left the ice. Now we hear about the flu symptoms. Years ago, when I was at OB doing Manitoba Moose games in between the benches, Claude Noel was the head coach, mm-hmm. and they'd have a pregame meal for all the media. We were in the pregame meal, and it was taco night. And then uh, we finished our meal, broadcast pregame started about two hours prior. And once warm-ups started, Claude Noel came out on the bench and he was watching warm-ups, taking notes. And he came over to me while I'm on the air, tapped me on the shoulder. And I turned and looked at him and I pointed at the mic and he said, if I got to go boom, boom right now, you take over for me. And then he laughed, <laughs> he smacked me on the back of the arm and laughed and walked away. And I'm like, it came over the air and I'm like... That reminded me of Shifley going over to Rick Bonus today and said, "Maybe I gotta go make boom boom. I'm not feeling well. <laughs> we don't know what. We don't know what. what we don't what know the exact said. quote. He was but... sent home. He wasn't feeling good. He's not gonna be playing tonight uh, in Calgary. And we are joined by Mark Stephen, Hall of Fame broadcaster out of Calgary, also voice of the Stampeders. Mark, how you doing? All good. Uh, just interested in your dietary commentary there, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we're doing really good. Well, we don't, somebody don't has to be because <laughs> if you're at the game tonight, Mark, do not go near the Jets room. Oh, yeah, sounds like it. Uh, that's tough. It happens. Uh, you know, uh, every team's going to get it uh, during the course of the season, aren't they? I guess the Jets just have a little earlier in the season than probably they anticipated. Yeah. So uh, taking a look at the Flames preseason, I mean, look, look at how, how, how have you sort of judged them so far? I think they've been pretty good. Uh, you know, they have uh, won three games. I don't you put a lot of stock in the wins and the losses, more looking at who's playing well and who's not. They're trying to integrate some younger players and newer players into the lineup, and I think they've got, gone a long way towards doing that. They only had one player here on a PTO. In other words, they weren't taking up a lot of room with uh, some veterans and ice time, so uh, he's uh, been let go. Uh, it was uh, the guy that didn't have much NHL experience, and as a result, uh, you know, they've got some players that are trying to break through, and uh, today's another chance, although I must admit the lineup they're going to ice could very well be the lineup they play uh, next Wednesday when it begins for real. 
What's camping like, Mark, with all the contract situations? Um, you know, Backlund becomes captain, gets a deal. We don't know about Hannafin and Tanev and uh, Elias Lindholm and all that. And then, you know, the very sad, tragic news of Chris Snow passing away. Um, mm. it, it's been, you know, I would fair to say not your normal training camp for the Flames. No, you're right about that. They've crammed a lot of news into a few days there. And let's also throw in the fact that a prospect that they hoped was going to make the team, I think they were positive he was going to make the team. Uh, young Jacob Pelche was smacked into the boards last yeah. week against Seattle a week ago tonight, and he's out indefinitely. Uh, first to the contract status, yeah, they've uh, you know got uh, Michael Backlund signed. But uh, it's going to, until these issues are resolved with the players you mentioned, it's going to hang over their head. Uh, you know, you can ignore it, you can forget about it, but they've eventually got to address it, and whether that means uh, these guys signing a deal or moving them, but for now, they've managed to put it on the back burner, but, you know, we can't be naive that they're going to be uh, able to sweep it under the carpet, uh, so those are issues that are out there, they're just not being addressed on a daily basis. You're right, the whole Chris Snow thing took a real, uh, you know, uh, air out of the balloon with the team, a very sad, I think, you know, it was well known the day was coming, but it doesn't make it any less tragic. Uh, I don't know if you saw Brad Treliving now in Toronto, the former Flames general manager, left mm-hmm. the Maple Leafs to come back and be with them. I mean, you can't spend nine years side by side with a guy and not be uh, devastated and impacted by this. And Craig Conroy was pretty shook up as well. So, yeah, it was it was tough. It was a very tough day, and um, you know, something that the players and the management uh, took time to grieve. Yeah, horrible situation. Uh, you know, back to the to the hockey team here, um, uh, Mark. What's what's sort of the the opinions of fans here about how much? I mean, this team could look completely different uh, by the time the season ends. Oh, totally. And then there's a lot of worry about that because uh, you know they were burned badly by the Gaudreau situation. Mm-hmm. So. For now, I think it's a pretty good team. I think it's a playoff team. Is it uh, any further than that? I'm not prepared to say that. But, uh, you know, there is worry that things are going to have to or may change or may not change. We'll just wait and see what happens. But it's uh, obviously the cloud on the horizon to get some of these deals done. You mentioned uh, Chris Tanev as well. He's another one in that category. So there, there is a lot of, out there that's uncertain. But for now, they've been able to uh, skate past it. It's interesting. These two teams will kick off the season against each other uh, just over a week from now, Mark. And and I look at the net with uh, Jacob Markstrom. I mean, the talent that the Flames have with Dan Vladar and and uh, Mister Wolf as well. It, it, presumably going back to the AHL. What do you expect from Markstrom this year? He was pretty open and honest about his game last year. Can he bounce back? Yes, I do. I think he can. And that's one reason why, you know, in spite of all of the turmoil surrounding the team, they just missed the playoffs last year, mm. as the Jets well know, because they caught them and passed them. Uh, you know, I would say that Jacob Markstrom can bounce back. If he's even marginally better, uh, it's a big bonus for the uh, Flames, and a couple of other things would have to happen as well. Uh, you know, Jonathan Huberto, who's playing tonight, will have to bounce back and get somewhere, uh, you know, close to his career average and some other players as well. So, you know, he's just certainly got to play better. I think he is very capable of playing better. And you're right, he was hard on himself. And guess what? It was a big struggle most of the year last year for him. So new season and uh, see if he can uh, pull it out and become the goaltender that they signed a few years ago. How has Ryan Huska differentiated himself from uh, from Sutter so far, Gerald Sutter? 
Well, the mood is considerably lighter, I can say that. You know, Daryl was very, very intense and took losses very, very hard. Uh, you know, Ryan Huska's a little looser, a little lighter about things, a little more open and, you know, a few smiles around there. It, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, Daryl just got so uh, unhappy with things or tried to force his will on everyone. But uh, Ryan Huska, he credits him, though. He says, I learned more about game preparation from Daryl than anybody. But, you know, just the whole mood had to change. And it certainly has. And Craig Conroy being around as well has certainly uh, lightened things up. Let's talk a little about Craig Conroy. I mean, I don't know a person in hockey that doesn't like the guy. Is he ready for this role of not only, you know, getting this team back into the playoffs, but also past this year in the future? Um, plenty of experience as an assistant. Is he done a good job so far in your mind? Uh, sort of, only because he hasn't dealt with all of the uh, issues staring him in the face. Uh, you're right, it was an extremely popular choice to succeed Rad Tree Living. I mean, if there is a, a finishing school for GMs, he went through it. As you say, he was with this organization ever since he uh, retired as a player and done a lot of things, worked with the AHL team and uh, several other areas of the team. So, you know, it was a popular choice. I think overall he's done well right now, but I think his toughest uh, battles are yet to come when he has to potentially reshape the roster because some players uh, aren't going to sign. But, you know, he uh, said he was going to open the door for young players, and they have done that. There's a chance that some could walk through. And, uh, you know, he's just certainly worked with the team to try and to just improve uh, internally and see what they've got and bounce back. So, so far, pretty good, but his biggest tests are yet to come. One more for you, Mark. Of course, uh, you're the voice of the Stampeders, and the CFL lost uh, one of its legendary players, uh, George Reed, passing away. Yeah, very, very sad. Uh, you know, George Reed was not only a great player, as you mentioned, one of the greatest, but when he went back to Regina, he became a towering figure in that city post-career. I mean, obviously, when he was a player, that's obvious, but he went back there. He spent a few years in Calgary, but most of his post-football life has been in Regina, where he just became such a towering presence in the city. And Yeah, very, very sad. Uh, you know, one of the iconic figures in the CFL. And when you said George and Ronnie even decades after they played, you know exactly who we're talking about. That's the impact that the two of them had. Yeah, I mean, I, I led with him in my uh, morning sports run, and there's only one rough rider I'd ever lead with in a situation <laughs> like that, and, yeah. it's, and it's George Reed, that's for sure. Uh, uh, Mark Stephen, Hall of Fame, Calgary broadcaster, joining us. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time, okay? Okay, thanks, and uh, we're getting her going next week, and uh, look forward to talking more with you guys. Absolutely. Hey, the Flames, thanks, can, Mark. if the Flames pick up a couple more wins against bottom dwellers, they're going to find themselves in the playoffs. That was the yeah. issue last year. Yeah. They kept get, they kept totally. losing to the well, and Mark, San Jose's of the league. Mark would know like the one goal games that the Flames lost last year was in the double digits. I mean, you win three of those and they're in. Yep. Well, that's just it. That's that's why just a few more saves here and there from the goaltender. It's not all his fault, but a few more saves like that, they could have turned it around because they were right there and just didn't happen. Thirty, 30 more points from Hubert, Hubert O two. I mean, that adds up pretty quick. Uh, Mark, well, Steve, he set an NHL record. Yeah, his points total dropped by sixty points. Not a record you want to set. No, no. <laughs> all right, let's thanks, Mark. Let's take a wow, break. I didn't know that was an NHL record. It was. It was. Yeah. 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 Pregame at six. A puck drop at eight tonight. Jets. I We'll see what the roster looks like uh, when the puck drops uh, in Calgary at 8 o'clock. Let's come back. On the other side, we'll take a look at the lines, talk about the roster, what's going to happen, Who's who are you looking for, what are you looking for, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Got time for your text messages as well. And uh, I think there's a party still bumping somewhere in this country, Jim. And uh, I, I we, we have a reporter 
there live with the audio from just an outstanding party that, as far as I'm concerned, I think it's still going. We're going to find out when we come back. At that rave that's going on in the locker room? I don't know where it is, but we're going to find out. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. So um, we're going to go live to this massive party in Toronto. And I, I, you know what? I've been trying to get a hold of the reporter that we have down there, uh, Jack Simpson. We've been trying to talk to him this whole time, but it's just too loud. He can't hear us. What is it, one one thirty Eastern time? They're still going? It's still going on. I mean, the Jays are still partying for their third wild card spot. Two falling, losses, two losses, falling ass backwards into a playoff spot. Twelve runs. Jack, can you hear me? He can't hear me. It's just, it's been like this all day. I mean, there's locker room celebrations, and then there's strobe lights and. <laughs> Jack, are you there? He can't hear me. It's too loud in there. I, you know, when you like, this, it's a full-on rave. You think they'll be ready by Tuesday? <laughs> I don't know. The never-ending wi- third wild card celebration. I'm just gonna give up on that. I can't. I can't keep playing. That's. So, I, I just can't believe that they're still going on. I can't believe that party's still happening. Seriously though, is that not a little bit much? The well, Blue Jays celebration to, just to make the playoffs. I'm asking. You know me. I like to party. Yeah. You want to party? Let's well, party. I think it's okay in but Major League much. in Major League Baseball. It's 162 games. It is a marathon from start to finish. Uh, you need so many factors to make the playoffs, and your team. Uh, it, it's a very very difficult feat. Yes. But you know, hold on. Let's just try to get. We'll try to bring Jack back in here. He can't hear me. He can't hear us. They got a flight to Minneapolis soon. They better shut her down. Fortunately, did you did you talk to did you talk to Jack Simpson, reporter down there? Did you get him? He couldn't hear me. Oh. I got the live feed. I can't believe it's. We're gonna have to go. Right, we have we gotta go. We Is gotta, he getting we, overtime for this? Because that party started about four I, in the you afternoon. You know what? I I, I, think he, I think he put down his gear. I he's think an he's an all nighter. I think he's in there right now. This I reminds us of our in-depth election coverage tomorrow. We'll go all night if we have to, just like the Jays when they won a wild card spot. <laughs> Let's take a break. Let's come back. Uh, Skylar Peters is coming in at 1230. Yeah, I know, Skylar. Like He's Kramer. coming in. He's looking at me. The cops like, blew it. Like what do I have to say? Kramer answering the door the night before the AIDS walk. Let's take a look at the Jets lineup or what it do. He's I gonna... look worried, Jerry, about the twins. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. It's always a party in here. I think for me it was the strobe lighting. Somebody brought in strobe lighting. And there was rave lights or something. It was nightclub lighting. For it was sure. nightclub lighting. Yeah. Woo! Boys are having fun. Just building up the chem. They got on the bus. You know, you didn't, you didn't talk about the Blue Jays. Did they make the bus? Or, yeah. They, well, I don't know. Did they all make the bus? I, that I don't know. I did see a video of like Kevin Biggio getting on. So well, we've got a lefty bat in Minnesota, folks. Kevin Gosman getting the getting the ball. Yeah, the gas man versus Pablo Lopez. That's a one hell of a game one matchup. All good. three of them are going to be. I mean, if it goes three, are going to be uh, electric starting pitcher duels. Well, you series. know, as it is always said with the Blue Jays, it can't be worse than last year. 
Let well, me let me ask you this: Are we going to see the Blue Jays in Houston this weekend? And if they are there, are we going? Are you, are you, you a, plane are you tickets? and I? Are you and I getting road plane tickets? Let's drive. Let's get on the open yeah. road, you and I. You can so drive Houston, Texas. Planes, trains, can, and automobiles. You can get to Houston straight. So you drive 15 hours. You drive 15 hours. You can get there in 30. There we go. Nice. And yeah. we'll do it an hour at a time. We'll pull and over then, every hour and And then switch. the Strohs will be down 2 <laughs> nothing, and we'll have to drive straight to the Rogers Center for game three by then. Yeah, you get uh, on your one, horse. No, one at a time. I am, it, uh, as, I, a, as a diehard Blue Jay fan, was the party a little much? Well, I, yeah, like it's just, you know what? This happens to one team every year. There's always the team, like the Jays were the second last team to clinch a playoff spot on Saturday. Yep. And there's, you know, but there's always one of those planned. squeaker those teams. strobe lights, yeah. that was But planned. it happens like every year, like every team has a party. And, you know, one team gets the brunt of the criticism and unfortunately it's the Jays. And uh, I hope there's about three more parties to come. It That's is a fine say. line because 162 games, that many teams, you make the postseason. I don't mind if you crack six, a bottle. Six and teams make the playoffs, 12 out of 30. But the strobe lighting and the it just, it, it was a little, it's like you have, you've, you've accomplished one of your goals. I was I just, just a little taken back by the all-out rager it became. I would love to like hear Kevin Kiermeyer today, guys. Still going on. Guy I'm just checking in. Ten years. It's like me at a yeah. house party. Still guys, happening. We got a bus to catch. Look <laughs> ah, we'll at the next one. I don't. know. It's still going on, so I don't know if that criticism is. Oh, I, I, I like Kevin Kiermeyer. Like Vladdy's on his twentieth beer. I don't go, Vladdy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather party in the Tampa Bay Rays locker room Did or you the Toronto Blue Schneid Jays locker room? Shotgun that beer. Woo! He looks like he could diesel a couple of punts. Oh, like yeah. that's a manager I want to play ball for. Well, there you go. Anyway, thanks. I just thought it was a little much, but what do I know? I think you can celebrate 162. After I think, 100, I think, I think you, you should can. celebrate yeah. the fact that you got into the playoffs, like, and an hour later you should be showered and uh, ready to go. Yep, and yep. they were. Yeah. But the strobe lighting and the, yeah, the glow sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a because the Astros partied with the lights fully on. No, I think the, there was a lady walking through the Blue Jays dressing room selling roses. It was like a full on club scene. There was, there was a hot dog cart outside waiting <laughs> for the cabs. Street meat. You guys want some street meat as you leave it the takes, bar? It takes more confidence to party with the lights on than the lights off. Yeah. All right. Well, that's why the Strohs have won six out of seven division titles. Yeah. You know what I mean, Skylar? Act like you've been there yeah. before. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Twins and Jays. Yeah. Sounds uh, good. Well, one at a time. One uh, at a time, fellas. The terms have come in on the Trevor Zegers deal. This is surprising. Is it, Okay, what is it? Let's see. Three years, $5.75 million. Okay. I thought it'd be three to $4 million that's not much of a bridge deal. No, it's not. Close to $6 million. Especially you have Troy Terry just signed seven for seven. And his production is, he's a little bit older, but his production has been very similar. If better, it's been better. But I was but wondering who was going to blink on this. Cause Pat Verbeek as a GM was like being like he is on the ice, tough as nails and not a lot of gray and pretty black and white. And mm-hmm. I thought, look, is Egress two years at three to 4 million? I think he would want the two. They apparently agreed on three, but the term, but I mean, good Lord, Trevor Zegers is going to make essentially $6 million. Well, uh, yeah. And I'm interested to see what the final year is going to be. So what his qualifying offer will be at the end of this three year term. Well, what this, this is That'll what it be, sets up, that's right? Like if be you're making five, seven, five, you automatically, are you not looking at eight on a long-term deal next D- contract? Depends what the final year is. 
He had 65 points in 81 games, 61 points in 75 the year prior. He's a back-to-back 23-goal scorer. You're a 20-goal scorer, and you just got $5.75 million a year. You're not paying for what you did. You're paying for what you're going to do. He's making Nick Ehlers money. He's getting essentially for the production. Nick Ehlers scores 60 points a year. I don't know. I I, th- I, I think uh, this three-year deal, I think all it does is walk Zegers right to um, a situation where he's going to be moved. I don't think he stays in Anaheim. I I, I just don't see it. I, I and actually, it was Skylar Peters had said that he said he's going to play for a lot of teams. I I tend to agree with that. I, I I do. Well, I mean, look, if he can in the next three years lock down a point per game season, he's well on his way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Jamie Drysdale still. So this is my point. If I'm the Docs, I don't go over. Okay, so he's 22. So he he'll still be an RFA at the end of this. Deal. Yeah, he will. But yeah. RFA status with with rights at 5.7, I think it guarantees you six and I, a half. I want to see what the qualifying. Seven. I want to see what the necessary qualifying offers. Jamie when, Drysdale when is five seven five you know. yeah. in my mind. I would pay Jamie Drysdale five seven five. Trevor Zegers, I would say I'm not going a, a dollar above four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. don't know. And then, you know, we're looking at Shane Pinto in Ottawa. It's Trevor Zegers, like you see guys, like remember William Elander, he held out to like the very last minute. I couldn't see Trevor Zegers not, not being on the ice. Well, game I, one. if you're Trevor Zegers, you're loving this. I'm, I'm not holding out a minute longer. I'll take 575 over three years. Yeah, sign it. Boom, move on. We'll see and then happens. again, as I said, in three years, your next contract is, especially if he can put up a point per game season. But um, <clears> we'll I see. I'm not, I'm not as down on Zegers as you um, I, I think Zegers is I, a really talented player. I just he just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. So in terms of the line rushes, now now um, I guess I can, I'll just give you this. I mean, Kelly Moore uh, was down um, uh, at practice for the, for the Winnipeg Jets. And, of course, um, you had Mark Shifley leave. Uh, Mid practice, he left, um, and I'll, I'll just give you what Kelly Moore, Kelly Moore, six eighty CJOB's uh, uh, sports director, was down there. This is what he was reporting on Twitter uh, or on X. Uh, flu bug making its way through the Winnipeg Jets locker room results in Mark Shifley and Morgan Barron being scratched for tonight's game in Calgary. Uh, Brad Lambert and Dominic Toninato, if he clears waivers by one p.m., will slot in. Uh, Rick Bonus says they'll also be bringing a seventh D just in case. Looks like Rasmus Kupari will jump up between Ayafalo and Nemesnikov after Shifley left early. Uh, but those forward lines uh, posted earlier are not going to match what we'll see tonight when the puck drops in Calgary. I, I, I'm not even thinking about even giving you the forward lines. I I, I will, um, but it, it might look totally different by the time things get going, just as, as Kelly uh, reiterated there. Uh, and he also, te- he also uh, uh, posted on X, by the way, Connor and Velarde are skating with a second group this morning and are feeling better. So perhaps this flu is of the 48 hour variety. And Bone says it is highly unlikely Nikolai Leaders will play Thursday versus Ottawa. So it looks like no preseason for the guy. They call fly. How does this affect the Winnipeg Jets? This banged up illness, rid, Ill, uh, ailment ridden preseason for the Winnipeg Jets. Well, it, it affects them. Look, you have two games this week, and the last one is on Thursday, and then you don't you kick it off for real on Wednesday. Yeah, you would like to see some game action. Like, there's a reason why a lot of these veterans haven't played yet because they wanted to get them into these two games, especially Thursdays. 
I don't know what to say more about Nick Ehlers. Like, they need him. And if he's already questionable for Thursday and it's Monday and he's already been out for over a week. What are the chances he's ready nine days from now on the 11th in Calgary? I mean, I don't don't know spasms. Back spasms, I know. Neck spasms can be. But to have one this long, this bad, and you're already looking four days ahead and going, it doesn't look like he will. I mean, do you want to go into a regular season on Wednesday without a game under your belt? And and literally, he was out on the ice in regular jersey. This is, I don't know, did he aggravate it again or something? This is ominous uh, in my it, mind. It, it's it is. You know what? It, it's sort of like the 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 past injury last year with the hernia, the sports hernia, where it was like you know it's a it was a week and then it became a month and then it became surgery and then it became half the season and then he finally got back. Uh, but the situation with Nick Ehlers is, uh, again, and, and he was saying this to the reporters earlier um, at camp here when he spoke last, was that his main goal is to play all 82. Well, I'm, I'm saying, I'm not saying that he's not going to be out there on October 11th, but it's in doubt. I I, I don't think it's, I don't think that it's, I, I think he, he could be out there. I think it's, it's certainly possible that he's going to be out there, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't. This is a long time. And again, I'm not a doctor. I could be fully out of it. Somebody out there could have had neck spasms or has them and say, you don't know what you're talking about. This takes a month. I don't know. I just, I've heard back spasm, neck spasms in, in the past, and they're maybe a week. Yeah. Um, and, and knowing that they he himself and the team would love to get him at least a game to be already writing off Thursdays at home. Yeah. The fact I that mean, they wouldn't wait, let, we'll wait and see. They're already saying no. I don't that know. That sports hernia, like that's an injury that is. And that didn't heal the way they wanted it to either. Just like this seems to be going down the exact same road. I don't know. It's concerning. This uh, texture says when it comes to Ehlers, I think his greatest ability is availability. Uh, this texture says I think it's time to deal Ehlers. Well, listen, he hasn't missed any regular season games yet. Let's just wait and see here. But The um, whole deal Ehlers, like at this age and this contract, I just, if you're going to do it over injuries, what if he goes somewhere else and lights it up for the next two years? The regular and, season. And he's healthy yeah. and stuff. Like I get it's a concern, and that's what I'm talking about. Like I, I'm not trying to harp on the guy. I'm just, I'm speaking from a team perspective to go all training camp without games and something that was ready to go when he got here, right? Like this is... Yeah, said he had a good summer. I yeah, I just I don't know. It's they need him in this lineup. And look, the flu is what the flu is. I would, if you're a Jets fan, I would think you'd much rather it be right now than a week from now when the yeah. season started and you got to spend yeah. the first two weeks of the season mixing and matching lines and all that. So that part of it, because Connor and Shifley have been in a game already, that part doesn't bother me. So I don't mind. Um, it's going to have them, that. It's, them it's, having the flu. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. now than a week from now, and they're going through this. But if they're all healthy by then, and it's going through the team better now than then, but um, this this Nick Ehlers thing has me concerned. How does this affect Perfetti getting used to playing on a? As well, a yeah, I mean the same thing, right? That's what really bothered me about that hit. And I know when those kind of hits happen, dirty or not, or cheap or not, it, it's hard to quantify. Like you're not thinking about who it is when you do it. Maybe you are. I don't know. But I'm just the last guy that needed that was a guy who's missed major parts of the past two seasons and he's moving mm-hmm. to a new position. So um, I, I think, look, they're going to go with him at second line center. I'm I'm not as down on it as some people. I've heard some people that are really concerned about it. Yeah. I just, this is an organization that kind of slots people in and, and has done a pretty good job at it. I don't think they would be doing this if they didn't have, you know, a lot of confidence in this working out. I didn't mind his, the yeah. times I did see him at center. I thought he was okay. So the Winnipeg Jets are not a team. They're not 
a team like maybe, for example, I would suggest the New York Rangers, where they rush people into spots where they don't think they're ready yet. Yeah. That's just the way that they are. Um, and so I, I, I think Perfetti, well, I, I think there's going to be some growing pains. I hope he gets lots of minutes these next two games. I think he's going to need he's going to need the work playing with 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 Nita Ryder. At least he was in on the lines with Nita Ryder. He were the lines, um, you know. I, Alex Iafal was with Shifley before Shifley left, and then Kupari stepped in there between. And Nemestikov was on the wing. Uh, Nita Ryder, Perfetti, and Appleton. Morgan Barron obviously isn't going. Kupari was moved up. Uh, you know, Parker Ford is in there. I, it, you know what? I'm not even going to continue on here because it's it's going to be completely different. Um, and it's not going to be what they try to go with the regular season yeah. if everybody's healthy. So it just all the more reason to listen to Kelly Moore in the pregame show at six because that's probably when, as Rick Bonus said in that clip, mm-hmm. we won't know what we'll look like when, when we get off the plane. So, yeah, two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Let's take a break. Let's come back at your guys' text messages on two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Yeah, we'll go around the league, get your guys' messages in on here, and also ask Jim the question, hey, Nola, is he going to play himself onto this team? Hey, Nola. We'll we'll talk about that. Hey, Nola. Hey, Nola. Hey, Nola. Like Nola, like New Orleans? New Orleans, Louisiana? Sure. Making yourself laugh there, aren't you, Jim? What a Monday. What a Monday. (laughs) We'll be right back. We're off on the Mondays. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Brian texts the show, 204-780-6868. He says, hey, guys, uh, Nick Ehlers is injury prone. I don't think the Jets can depend upon him. Uh, would he be tradable or would other teams won't, uh, not want to take a chance on him? I think every team in the league would want to take a chance on Nick at six Ehlers. At six mil. And I'm not trying to overstate this. Every team in the league would be interested in Nick Ehlers. Yeah. And I think this conversation, whenever we talk about this, oh, this guy's this, this guy's that, and there's all these negatives start to pile up against a player, and then it's like, well, we need to trade him. Well, if you've defined what kind of player he is by all these phrases, well, then what do you think you're going to get for him? To me, to but me, Nick Ehlers isn't, isn't those things. Now, listen, I, uh, and maybe I shouldn't have said what I said in the last break here, but he hasn't missed a game yet. He's missed preseason games, and he's going to be starting – not on the right foot. He's going to be starting behind a lot of the other players, but it seems like the whole team's going to be starting at that play at that spot. But like he hasn't missed a regular season game yet. His Thursday one, he's not going to be in, but October 11th is still nine days away. To me, there's a difference between a guy not being in shape, not, you know, doing whatever he can, not if you, if you think you'll be less injured by putting on some muscle, you do. So if you think you'll be less injured by taking off some weight, you do. So, um, that's different than a guy who just doesn't get it and is injury prone all the time and not putting the work in. Nick Ehlers puts more than enough work in. Nick Ehlers is trying to stay healthy. I know I'm talking a lot about this, but to me, this is a concern for the Winnipeg Jets um, that this is quote unquote neck spasms for this long. I, I just think that, you know, and, and coming off a of sports hernia, I'm not even saying it's that or anything else. I just. It's bizarre that the last thing he would want to do himself is not get a preseason game in and that this injury before, you know, working out in the gym has now caused him. But Nick Ehlers is a guy who year in, year out, does whatever it takes for what he believes in the offseason to be in game shape and stay healthy. Nobody hates being out more than Nick Ehlers. So I wouldn't trade him at all, but they need him and they need him on the ice. And that my, my main talk about mm-hmm. this for the past week is this is a concern if he's already not getting into a preseason game. 
Yeah. And if you as a fan think it's concerning, we'll just think about it if you're the organization or your Nick Ehlers himself. Real quick here, uh, Jim, uh, Ville Hainala, he had a really gr- another good game there. I thought he got beat on the wing a couple of times by like by the likes of Tim Stutzla and all that sort of thing. But he did get beat. Um, but I thought uh, when Elias Solomonson went down, he really solidified himself. Uh, I still think his waiver exemption uh, is is really going to send him down to the moose at least to start the year. Uh, but what what are your thoughts? Do you, you think he can make the twenty three man roster? I heard and read and saw what uh, Rick Bonus said about his he he's in a, every opportunity to make it and stuff. He's got to outplay one of the veterans. I don't know if he's done that defensively. I don't, I don't think so, no. But no. I think that he is in for a big year. I think that he's going to be the first call-up, and I think this time regardless of position. And then I think he'll be around. And if they're playing Minnesota, it'll be Logan Stanley. If Logan Stanley's here, and if it's any other team, it's going to be Hainola. So I, I think he plays like 30 games this year. I really do. I think um, – He's been the most improved over the summer. I think he's done a great job. I think he should be applauded for that. He really has. Yeah. He really has. I think he took a step in the playoffs at, this, at the end of the process, season. And it's a process, right? Like, yeah. I talk about when he got sent yeah. down. I went to that first game against Iowa, and he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else. Yeah. Probably the summer's a process of this is a big year for you. It's a contract year. He has a better attitude. or Who knows? Like, I, I think he's in for a big year. I really do. Jim told to take you all the way till 3 o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Forte, for producing the show. That's it for me. I will be back. Same time tomorrow, Jets, pregame at 6, puck drop at 8, Jets, fifth of six preseason games in Calgary. Don't miss it. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.